Hello there. So Kenneth Branagh movies, they're like buses. You wait for ages for them to come along and to come along at once. So the other day there I reviewed uh, Belfast, which is the uh, Oscar-nominated drama that is uh, recently that was released uh, well in the UK in January. And now he's got another film out as well at the moment, uh, Death on the Nile, which is uh, another in the Poirot series based on the Agatha Christie novels. Of course, he made uh, Murder in the Only Express, I think it was back in 2017. So one of the reasons why I think these have came out so close together is because Death and Denial was originally meant to come out in 2020. So it's, yep, it's been one of those that's been like delayed constantly. So, but here we are, it's finally came out and I've seen it yesterday. So here's my review of it. Basically the uh, brief summary of the plot isn't particularly complicated. It's like a honeymoon couple are on a on the on this uh, luxury boat on the Nile and a murder happens and Hercule Poirot has to investigate it and find out who done it. That's basically it when it comes to the plot. So overall I, I seen the uh, Murder on the Express film back no I think it was about a year or so after I come out I didn't see it in the cinema, I seen it on TV. Thought it was alright. Thought it wasn't too bad. But my problem was it took me ages to really get into it. The first half an hour or so, 40 minutes or so, I was just uh, completely checked out of it. But eventually it came around and I thought it was quite decent. However, I like this film quite a bit better. I don't know if this film just caught me in the right mood or maybe that one didn't catch me in the right mood, why I couldn't get into it so early. But no, I like this one quite a bit actually, way more than I was expecting to, uh, to be honest. Again, it's got another major, like majorly all-star cast and things like that. You've got Gal Gadot in here as well as one of the main leads as well and of course Quedif Piranha is back as Hercule Poirot and he is great in this part and he was like as well even though I wasn't wasn't the biggest fan of the previous film I thought he was great in it to be fair and he is actually perfect casted and it's not just him casting himself for the sake of it because he's made plenty of films when he's not in them for example Belfast he's not in that even Thor, he didn't think, hey, look, I'll just shoehorn myself into a big comic book movie. No, he just actually didn't give himself a part in that. He just gave, let everyone else do the thing, which is actually quite magnanimous of him in many ways. So, uh, yeah, so this film's actually quite a lot of fun. I actually enjoyed it. It's about two hours, seven minutes, and maybe it's a tad over long, but it actually, for the most part, goes in quicker. I think it's better paced than the Orient Express film. And what what the sun's got quite a lot of spectacle as well. It looks fantastic when you see it in Egypt and things like that. When you see the pyramids, the spe- that does have a lot of spectacle. So I can sort of see why you save it for cinemas as well. Plus, uh, Murder on the Orient Express was a surprise and it made quite a bit of money. So I can sort of see they maybe thought they'd do the same here. This film hasn't done anywhere near as well. In fact, it's looking like it's probably going to lose money. However, it's one of those things though. Perhaps it is aimed at older audiences and they're perhaps more the more vulnerable people might be less likely to go out to the cinemas. Maybe that's a, a point here. Uh, of course, uh, I should mention Army Hammers in this, and there's been a lot of controversy about him as well, and some people think that might be what puts people off, but in all honesty, I don't think a lot of general film goers will know about all that. I didn't really know the greatest, a great deal about it either. If you want to know the whole story about Army Hammer, just to Google it, there's some terrible allegations against him, and, and some are frankly bizarre as well, so... So, yeah, if you want to find out more about it, there's you can always go Google that, there's, and then see what's going on here. I don't really think that's really made a huge difference in the box office as well with this. 
The only person to note here is Russell Brands in this. First time I've seen him in anything in ages. He was in quite a lot, like 10 years ago. But it seems like after he divorced Katy Perry, it's like he divorced from Hollywood as well. He's hardly been anything, but he's got his own YouTube thing as well. And he's saying stuff that goes against the grains as it goes to mainstream media. So so maybe he's not really in the club anymore so much. So it was odd to see him here, but he's, he's fine in the film, but he barely talks for like the first hour. And I wonder if it's because he can't really do a posh accent because he's meant to be like a posh character. But I'm thinking to myself, if he can't do the accent, why didn't you just get somebody else who can do it? Yeah. And he's got his always hair cut and everything like that. Strange casting, but whatever. It's not a huge problem here. But I, I digress. So the film itself is pretty enjoyable. It actually zips along at a decent and old, old pace as well. And the other thing is, is when it comes to the big re reveal at the end, it's not a massive surprise or anything. It's, I think a lot of people will get it, but it's fun getting there. To be fair, there's some fun performances here. I mean, you've actually got like Don French and Jennifer Saunders reunited. Never found them funny, to be honest with you. But I will say this. Jennifer Saunders is actually good in this film. She actually does give a good performance, and I've seen her give good performances in other things as well. I've never found her particularly funny, but she actually is quite a talented actress. So there you go. Don French, on the other hand, only ever really liked her in The Vicar of Dibley, and even then, that had more to do, I think, with the uh, support cast more than anything. The supporting characters were better, and Richard Curtis's writing. Don French, again, really can't act. I'm sorry, she just can't. And and it's another example of that here. And, of course, I remember mean, she was in one of the Harry Potter films. I think it was either Prisoner of Azkaban or Goblet of Fire. I can't remember which one. And she's only in it for, like, a total of a minute or so screen time in a couple of scenes, and she still manages to be unbearably annoying even in that time. So whatever I digress. However, there's other good stuff here. There's, there's lots to like about it here. And you've got um, Gal Gadot here, of course, is in it, and uh, she's really good in the film. And, and some people like to think she's not a very good actress, but I also think she actually is a talent, very talented actress. And she's every inch of the movie star. She's got that old school glamour. She's actually perfect to be in a film like this. She actually works really well with that here. And of course, got uh, Kenneth Branagh here, who is, he is actually great as Poirot as well. And there's some really good humour moments as well. He does play this character very well. Nice little surprise is this Susanna Fielding is in this film as well. You've probably not heard of her, but she was, she is um, in the Alan Partridge show. She plays like, uh, this time for Alan Partridge, she plays uh, is a uh, co-host on that spoof show, uh, Jenny. So she's a great actress. So it was actually a nice surprise seeing her here as well. So it's not a major spoiler because you chances are you probably don't know who she is so there you go but um yeah it takes a while for the murder to happen though but it's all well set up before it does and then after it does all the investigation stuff is actually a lot of fun the interrogation scenes are fun and yeah and it's actually pretty exciting towards the end so overall had a very good time with Death on the Nile I actually think yeah I actually as well what this week has shown is really seeing these two films from Kenneth Branagh this week does show his diversity as an actor and he's versus as well not just an actor but as a director I should say how he can do completely different things he can do Shakespearean stuff he can do Frankenstein he can do a, a drama about the troubles in Northern Ireland and he can do a whodunit mystery based on an Agatha Christie novel great great versatility there so excellent director and he gives a great performance here and as an added bonus we get the origin story of Poirot's moustache which I genuinely wasn't expecting so there you go Overall, I'd give a big thumbs up to Death on the Nile. I actually think it's quite a bit better than Murder on the Orient Express, and this was surprisingly really good. So, there you go. 
what more can you ask for? So, anyway, coming up soon, I'll be continuing my the countdown to the Batman's release. Well, I've got a Batman Returns review coming up shortly, so possibly tomorrow we'll see what happens. But there you go. So thanks ever so much for taking the time to listen, and goodbye.